listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. It's long and This is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. This is episode 84. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And with us tonight is... M. Sierra Garcia. Hello. Woohoo! And um, I believe this is actually the first listener feedback episode we had you on. It is! I'm so excited. I know, it's great to have you on here. We make it work. <laughs> but anyways, it's awesome, awesome, awesome. Wow. This is awesome that we have all three of us here to talk about what sci-fi we're into, what sci-fi you, the listeners, are into. And that's what this show is really about, is you, the listeners, although we talk about, obviously, what we're watching as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And, uh, Miles, tell me about your palate. What's been going on when you've been tasting in the world of sci-fi? What have you been tasting? Well, enjoying the shows that are on TV right now, uh, Continuum, Defiance, Warehouse 13, um, falling skies, falling skies, and most recently under the dome, which we'll talk a little more about uh, on Netflix. Uh, I was just geeking out a little while ago. I was recording our main show. Uh, all the good stuff on Netflix streaming, all the uh, animated uh, comic book adaptations, uh, both uh, DC and and Marvel. That that's there for uh, the viewing. So I've been, I'm watching a lot of those. I've seen them before, but they're so good I can watch them again. Oh, very good, very good. How about um, um, how about for you? What are you uh, kind of feasting on in sci-fi these days? Well, we f- I finished up Game of Thrones. Hello, what an ending! That was awesome. <laughs> Season um, three. Yes. <laughs> oh, delish! I'm so excited. Um, I'm I'm on Defiance, and I'm catching. I just gave up television because it's really ridiculously expensive, and I watch everything on the Hulu and the Netflix. So that's kind of where I went. Um, so I'm on Defiance. Uh, I'm kind of on this rewind of Warehouse 13. The current season is out, but I have a bunch of friends who haven't seen it before ever. So they've been rewatching it kind of almost nightly on their own. So I've been rewatching it with them kind of reliving. Um, and then just catching up on all the great movies. It's a really great movie season this summer. Yeah, that obviously takes up your time when you go to see uh, What Man of Steel three times. <laughs> yes, I saw Man of Steel three times and three times Henry Cavill. I could just spread him on toast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, I'm glad we're recording this. <laughs> Aren't you uh, glad you had a chick on the show? I am. I am. I am. <laughs> well, just the fact we have a chick on the show. Two, 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 two that, nerds. that really just brings the sci-fi diner up to a whole new level. I it does. It, we're, it does. We're, we're, does. We're cooler now. Yes, we are definitely. You know, we have. You guys, we're always cool. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm cooler now because I'm on the show. No, there you go. There you go. Um, as far as in my world, I, I, you know what? I've been watching Orphan Black. I kind of uh, the series is over. The first season's over. I know it's been picked up for a second one, but I'm enjoying that. 
I am about, I think it was only a 10 episode series. I might be episode six and that um, I'm up to about episode six or seven of defiance. I was at whatever point they had new shows out before my wife went and left for Haiti. Mm-hmm. And so she's been gone about a week and a half. So I have some shows to catch up on. And that you have to wait but, for her to come back to watch. Oh, she's, I just got a call from her. She is in JFK and on her way home. And I cannot Aww. wait, but Aww. because after all, we get to watch Defiance. No, there's more than, more reasons than that. But, uh, I'm just glad to have her home. But it's just uh, so I've been watching that. Um, I am not up to date on Falling Skies, Continuum, and some other shows. I know, I know, I should be watching. Um, but uh, Warehouse 13, I'm up I'm pretty well up to date on that. And I haven't made it to the movies very recently. And I'm trying to think what the last one was I watched that I was enjoying. Oh, I began watching a cloud Atlas. Is that the one with uh, Tom Hanks? In yeah. It? Yeah. And so yeah, I began, I, be- yeah, I, I began, I'm about an hour into it. I'm not finished with it. It's like a two, three hour movie. And Yikes. the first hour of it, it's interesting. And I'm waiting for it to kind of unravel. And there's some <laughs> just kind of uh, neat things about it. I'm not, I mean, I'm very glad I did not go to the theater and watch this. Right. It is not mm. for me. It doesn't hold together that well. And, Maybe, and maybe this is one of these that you should have read the book for. This was a movie, if you remember, Miles, that critics were on the fence about. People loved it. People hated the sucker. Remember when that came out? I do. It was on both sides of the fence. And I have a feeling that when I get to the end, there may be something about it that really stands out, that maybe holds it all together. And I'm just not there yet. So I haven't, I'm going to reserve judgment on it. But just to say, first hour in, I'm kind of glad I didn't see it in the theater. But- I may change my tune by the time I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with those sorts of things. So cool. um, just a few notes before we get into what you folks are talking about. Man of Steel, we are doing a review show on that. So if you go to see Man of Steel or you have seen Man of Steel and want to call in 1-888-508-4343 or send an MP3 to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast at gmail.com or you can type up an email and let us know your thoughts uh, we're going to be talking about Man of Steel and probably talking about how it lines up with some of the other Superman movies and maybe how it fits into the genre as a whole and fits into what we know of Superman and mm-hmm. kind of tearing it apart. So having a lot of fun with that. Uh, August 6th, we will, be, we, we will be doing our next Rewind show and it will be Jurassic Park 1. And uh, we're looking forward to talking about that in the 20th anniversary of Jurassic Park, which is really this year, I guess. Right. It was... Um they brought it back in theaters. Well, beginning of April was out in theaters, and especially the, the um, 3D IMAX theaters. Yeah, that was what they were really touting. Mm-hmm. So, got him a few more dollars for the movie, I bet. Oh heck yeah, yeah. And uh, M, I uh, have heard rumors that you are going to New York Comic Con. If by rumors you saw how I plastered all over Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook how I was going, then yes. <laughs> yes, 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 because you were so <laughs> secretive about it. Um, and I that was, is awesome. Um, oh, my God, so excited. Going so to excited. represent? Going to uh, represent? I'm going to go represent the guys. That's I hope right. I do a good job. Um, I'm know. super, super psyched. Um, Felicia Day. Oh, my God. Big girl crush on her. Um, Eve Miles, another wonderful girl crush on her. She, she's going to be there. Torchwood Um, lady, Torchwood. I know. She was, she was Gwen, Gwen, who was always yelling at Reese, her husband. Um, I, 
that's the worst Welsh accent <laughs> ever, um, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. And then there's some really great, there's a lot of great comic book people that are going to be there. And I'm, this is my first time going. So this is my first time swimming in the big kid pond. I'm super excited. And if I meet anyone who's famous, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to make a butt of myself. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, it's, like I do. And it's, you know what? It's pretty early on. I mean, we're, we're June here. That's October. There's a good chance they're going to have a few more guests that show up under that roster is my. Uh, so exciting. So. I just squeed. I always <laughs> thought that that was something that like teenagers did or yeah. Hello Kitty yeah. did. But apparently I just squeed. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And we, of course, I believe all are heading to Shore Leave 35, or at least that's the plan. And Heck yeah. Be, Coming Dave. up, and there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, David Boreanaz is going to be there, aka Eddie, Mc- <laughs> Eddie McClintock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, he's going to be there, and uh, Vic Magnolia is going to be there again. I saw he just signed on, and right, he's going to be Dave. He's going to be showing um, their um, Star Trek continues. Pil- right? pil- yep, Pilgrim. A Pilgrim of Eternity episode yeah, there. Yeah. Absolutely. That'll be awesome. And uh, and then, of course, the other actors we talked about, Data is going to be there. And, right. And Captain Kirk Amanda gonna be Tapping. There. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, Will, the, Bill Shatner. The Shat is going to be right, there. Right. The, the original Doctor in SG-1. Yes. Uh, I forget her character's Tara, name. Terrell Ratchet. Terrell. Yeah, but, but her character name, I heard, lose me, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, man. You just lost all sorts of cred and you're going to be on the gate cast in two weeks i'll i'll brush up <laughs> oh my god eddie mcclintock eddie mcclintock, eddie McClintock. yeah i was wondering how you how you feel about that uh em. Yeah. yeah um i'm ambivalent oh yeah okay. I, I, yeah, so, you're, you're so on the fence <laughs> yeah yep yeah. uh but uh, you know some some great people are going to be there oh uh saul rubinick yeah uh, Artie himself yeah, yeah Artie's going to be there mm-hmm. so that's so it's a lot of cool guests really I think if you've never been to Shore Leave and you are in the area, in Baltimore area, are you willing to drive to Baltimore or fly to Baltimore? They have probably one of the best lineups I've seen in probably since I've been going, which has only been like four years. But I think for the 35th year, they're trying to be do it, do it extra special. I mean, well, well they are with, with, with having William Shatner there. I mean, you really have the ultimate in pe- uh, as far as people there. Uh, sure. With, with Bill Shatner. You, you, have, you have your Star Trek represented, your Stargate represented. Um Warehouse 13 and, you know, yeah. So, yeah. There's definitely some good sci-fi goodness going on. Yeah. And you know what? Even the, even the author, uh, Weber, David Weber is going to be there. Is that that his name? Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, And you walk into like Barnes and Noble, if you actually go to a real bookstore anymore and you go to the sci-fi section, he always has a new book out. Okay. You know, the, the Honor Guard series and... You know, he has 17 books in that series, and he's just always putting out books. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's going to be there, and I would like to – I'm hoping we can interview him. Yeah, if, if, you're, yeah if, you, if you're really into the literature part of sci-fi, I mean, the Star Trek books authors and other, other sci-fi authors will be there too. Yeah. So th- there'll be something for everybody there. Yeah. Oh, my pal Keith uh, DeCandido will yeah. be there as well. Oh, yeah. I can never pronounce his last name. <laughs> I, I bat my eyelashes at him when I say his name, and I get away with it. <laughs> so you could try that. You could yeah, totally so, try yeah, that. I, I could try batting my eyelashes. Maybe it's not. It's really, and it's. I tried to figure out how to pronounce it in Italian, but I just go, "Hey, Keith, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is Keith, who has yeah. the last name that I can't pronounce. I just call him Todd Rage, and be done with it. 
There you go. Attaboy. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's move in to uh, our first piece of listener feedback. And this actually comes from Jim Arrowwood. And he is talking. I really should save this part of it, part of his voicemail for man. Uh, he's talking about Man of Steel, but he also talks about Under the Dome and some other things. So I'm just going to play the whole thing. And we'll just comment on it. And then we'll talk about Man of Steel in two weeks. And as well. So, cool. so Jim called in, and you know Jim, of course, from being on the podcast. Our Star Trek review is on there. You met him, of course, M. Mm-hmm. And uh, but here's here is Jim giving his thoughts on a ton of different sci-fi. Greetings. Thought I would send in my thoughts on Man of Steel. It is an incredible movie. For me, it actually felt like three movies in one with the first part being the origin story on Krypton, the second was growing up on Earth, and finally ending with a non-stop battle with Zod and his minions. The depiction of Krypton was fantastic, with the special effects showing the alien world as a vast civilization. It has never looked better. I really enjoyed the flash-forward and back way in which Superman came to realize his potential, and the battle scenes in the third part of the movie were unrelenting. Even though I knew that Superman would win the day in the end, it wasn't a sure thing until he really did finish off Zod. Henry Cavill's performance as the Man of Steel was just the way it should be. He portrayed Superman and Clark Kent as humble and just doing what the situation called for. Russell Crowe as Jor-El was, as usual, spot on, and I was really happy to see him appear in more than just the beginning of the film. I can never get enough of Russell Crowe. He is a high-class actor. I was very impressed with Kevin Costner as John Kent, a common man thrust into an uncommon situation and handling it with determination to not let things get out of hand to the point of sacrificing himself for the good of his adopted son. For me, at least, the performance that stole the show, though, was that of Michael Shannon as Zod, He was everything that a villain should be, but at the same time, not actually being a villain. As was the case with Superman, he was only doing what he was supposed to do by protecting the interests of the people of Krypton, which was his job. One of the many of my favorite scenes was when Superman showed great regret for having to kill Zod to stop him because he would not listen to reason. All of the other elements of the film, including the direction, The score and the CGI were spot on, and in my humble opinion, it is the best superhero movie ever made. This film must be seen on the big screen with surround sound to really be appreciated to its fullest. I went on opening night, and the two hours and twenty minutes went by like nothing. At the end of the film, the audience applauded. It was that good. If there was a weakness to Man of Steel... I would have to say that it was with Lois Lane's character. She was pretty shallow and was in some situations that were very much out of place for her character. It wasn't a problem with Amy Adams' acting, but rather it seemed to be a problem with the writing. But then again, this wasn't a Lois and Clark story per se, but rather a development story focusing on Superman and his breaking ties with his home world. I also would like to put in a few words for some of my favorite television shows. I was really impressed with the latest episode of Falling Skies this past Sunday. 
It was awesome to see Michael Hogan back on the air, and the added bonus of seeing Hogan and Matt Frewer together made the show even better. It is my hope that there is a lot more of Michael Hogan as the story continues. I am still not convinced, though, that Hal is the mole. The writers are making it just a bit too obvious, and I'm looking forward to some twist to learn who actually killed the vice president. Continuum is really ramping up with the Kira, Kellogg, and Alec connection. I knew that Alec wouldn't last very long with his job at the computer store, and with Kellogg backing him, things are just going to get more intense as time goes on. There are only three episodes of Defiance left, and it will be interesting to see if Daytac is successful in his attempted power-grabbing game. I am doubting that he will be successful in his bid for Mayor of Defiance. And when that happens, watch out. I'm sure he'll ramp up his deceitfulness. Speaking of deceitfulness, tonight we learned that Nikki is an alien in disguise and was working on some genocidal weapon. It is probably a good thing that Doc Ewell ended her. But I wonder what that weapon was and who might discover it and try to use it to their advantage. I enjoyed the first episode of Under the Dome and have one major observation. I think that for those of us who read the book or have listened to the audiobook, it might be a good idea to forget the book and just watch the show. There are numerous elements in the show that are not consistent with Stephen King's story as written. I am currently reading Green Mars, the second in the series of books by Kim Stanley Robinson, dealing with the terraforming of the Red Planet. It is a very long but interesting book full of ideas that show that the author has sincerely done his homework. Well, there it is. This is Kalis. Kapla. All right, Kalis. Thank you so much for giving us that. Really a pretty in-depth review of Man of Steel. Right. He speaks uh, very favorably of it. Yeah. Um, I'm really sorry. Um, You couldn't hear it at all? No, but I pretended I did. It was amazing, as always. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, I put most of the notes and highlights in there if you can, I guess, read them as I was feverishly typing them. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, as you could hear. So you can hear my typing, just not the voice. But um, And I'll edit all that out. So... Um, but anyway, uh, he obviously gave Man of Steel thumbs up. Best superhero movie ever. Yeah, I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. Talk, about, talk about high praise. The best superhero. We've had some really dynamite superhero movies come out in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of his assessment of it? Best superhero movie ever. I don't know if it's the best superhero movie ever, ever. For me, as cheesy as it is, Flash Gordon for when it was made, that's that was epic. And it was a musical, and it was from a comic book. So that's my personal, like, best one ever. But this is definitely in the top five. This would probably be two or three. I'd have to really think about it. Mm. It was it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeously done. Yeah. I mean, he says that, you know, for him, Krypton never looked better. So CGI has come a long way <gasps> from when... You know, we've seen what so much better, yeah. so much better than than I I the first time I watched it, I watched it with my jaw open with how did I childlike wonderment. 
I was just glued. I didn't even, my friend who went to see it with me said, I just sat there with a piece of popcorn and my mouth open, like I was getting ready to give myself a piece, but then it really just popped open and I just stayed there for a good like five minutes. Like uh, I, I was in awe. It's gorgeous. It It is a, an by far my favorite representation. So he is say, he's the, saying that you must see this on the big screen. Do you agree? Yes. I completely agree. I don't think you need to see it 3D because I don't think it does it any any more justice. Um, but I think I, it, you have to see it on the big screen because it's it's epically beautiful. I use that word a lot, epic. You know what? I, I may try to go see this now. You're getting me stoked for it. <laughs> how are you not stoked about it, dude? I, it's Moon of Steel. I know. It's dark. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's kind of it's darker than than what you want. It's not your Chris. It's not Christopher Reeve. Yeah. I mean, it's there's that. Um, but we can go into the show. There's another show about that. Uh, right, I'll, right. I'll table that. Sorry. He did say this. He said that Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner did a really bang up job. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Russell yeah. Crowe. Russell Crowe delivers like dominoes. And yeah. Kevin Costner. It's been a long time since I've seen him in something where I believed him. And, and I was, believed that he left the role and this was it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, he said, he also said that CGI and the score were spot on as well. Oh yeah. You could, it was really hard. Uh, the third time I watched, I was watching for that Yeah. and it was beautifully done. Yeah. 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 For him, he said in his, I don't know how, what it was like for you, Em, but he said for him in the theater, everyone applauded when it was finished. Yeah. yeah. The first time. Yes. The second time, sort of the third time I just, I didn't care. Cause it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, and then he did go into some other TV and Falling Skies. He said that Falling Skies impressed him. And uh, Michael Hogan. Yep. Awesome to see Michael Hogan in there. It was. Um, and are you watching Falling Skies, Em? No, I'm behind. I'm very yeah. behind. Yeah. See, I, I tell Miles that too. I'm not watching it this season. Not that I don't want to, but I just haven't. I need a snowstorm, and then yeah. I can get caught up. Yeah, you're gonna. You're, yeah, good luck with that in July, right? Or <laughs> June. So you never know with global warming. Yeah, anything can happen, you know. Um, and and then Continuum, and you're liking Continuum. You're watching that, Miles? Oh yeah, I'm still. Yes. I'm caught up with that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Is there? An, is well, I'm. I've only. Se- I saw it on the Netflix. So is there another season? There is season two. Yeah, season two is on Sci-Fi Channel right now. Yeah. I don't yeah. stupid giving up TV. Yeah. I'm gonna have you, to find it somewhere to watch. Yeah. You might be. Able, I guess Hulu might still have. They might. It's only been a couple episodes, so you could probably still catch up. Yeah, the, yeah, I would say. Under the dome, he. I like the suggestion for under the dome. We're gonna get some more feedback in that in a little bit. But he said, if you read the book, please forget it. <laughs> that way, it'll allow you to. Enjoy, <laughs> that way, it'll allow you to enjoy the series. That makes sense after yeah. hearing what I heard about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? This whole. Uh, uh, Green Mars, Red Mars, Kim Robinson stuff. I've never read any Kim Robinson. I'm not familiar with Have the... you? Have you, Em? No. Yeah. I, no. Mean, I'm, I mean, I've seen the books. I just haven't picked them up and read them. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's move into our uh, uh, so a, a listener that wrote in an uh, 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 email. And um, do you want to read the first part of it? And uh, I'll read the uh, second paragraph. Sure. And uh, Em, do you want to read the last paragraph? No. All right. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I will. Go ahead, Miles. This is from Chris Wilson. Hi, guys. It's Chris Wilson from Wales again. I was absolutely thrilled to hear my email read out on the program last week. Thank you, Scott, for making my email sound a lot better than it was written. Since watching Into Darkness, I've had time to reflect on my view of it. 
I still think it was better than the first movie because the characters were more fleshed out and well-rounded, although the use of Dr. McCoy was sorely underused throughout the movie, which is why I don't think that the dynamic between Scott and, and Kirk and uh, McCoy was quite quite that. But all, all around, I think it was quite a good movie. Visuals and, act, and action were amazing. My thoughts on World War Z and Man of Steel, I saw both movies this past weekend. As I said in the past, World War Z was my must-see movies this year, and I read the book by Max Brooks and loved it. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It gets into the story very quickly. Brad Pitt is very good in the starring role. The special effects are well done and not over the top. I did feel that every time Brad Pitt's character turned up, things seemed to go to pieces very quickly. Having said that, it is in essence what a zombie movie is all about. I thought Brad Pitt acted the role very well, and I could see they were trying to treat the subject matter as a very serious subject, and it came off quite well. It was really good to see the fast zombies, as I've always found that slow, shambling zombies don't strike me as very convincing monsters. That's kind of interesting. We'll have to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> the conclusion of the movie was a bit anticlimactic, but they all but they have left it uh, for a possible sequel, and maybe might even see the Battle of Yonkers, another movie, which would really be fantastic. That's something I was that I was looking forward to seeing. Unfortunately, it wasn't in this movie. As for Man of Steel, uh, another good movie. It was great to creation. I did think it looked a bit like Vulcan. It was nice to see a darker Superman than we've seen in the past. Kevin Costner and Russell Crowe were fantastic. In their, representa- in their respective roles as Superman's dad, Henry Cavill, hubba, that was mine, <laughs> um, played a good role as Superman. For me, however, Superman came to be, how Superman came to be was the best part of the movie. I think, I did think all the sites, the sites would, General Zod a little over the top and started to get a little bit fatigued from watching them towards the end. The amount of buildings that were knocked down and the total deaths from collateral damage was a little bit unbelievable and talked me out of this movie a little bit over all the movies, but they were very good. But for me, World War Z was the better of the two. Scott, you mentioned on the last podcast that you'd seen Snow White and the Huntsman. Just a little side thing that the movie was filmed about 15 miles away from my house and Quite a few of my friends were extras in the movie. Well, that's all for now, guys. We'll contact you soon. Keep up the good work, Chris. Thank you, Chris, for writing in and giving us your thoughts on really a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, World War Z. Let's talk about this. World. War, you saw? Did you see World War Z? Um, yep. Uh, now he his evaluation. He liked it better than Superman are totally different genre for you to me it's they're two different things yeah um entertainment wise i'm more of a i'm more of a comic person than a than a zombie person so superman wins out over world war z but given the zombie movies i've seen and they're typically kind of like 28 days later that was bizarre and creepy but sometimes some of them are are a little campy World War Z took it to a a non-campy level. And 
there the when he was talking about the fast zombies that creeped the living behooses out of me there's a scene where they're they they're attracted by sound and they hear this sound over the over this huge wall and they just start scrambling and they start crawling over each other and and it's it's it was like my skin started to crawl i started to freak out like oh my god this i am not sleeping tonight yeah <laughs> they are so screwed it's cinematically really handsomely done for a zombie movie. I mean, it it's and Brad Pitt took a lot of care. I've read a lot of articles about how much time and care they put into this movie because he wanted it to be epic like a Superman. He wanted it to become a franchise movie. And funny enough, today there was uh, I read that they are preparing to take. Um, they didn't follow Max's book. Max Brooks, who happens to be Mel Brooks's son. Um, so space balls to zombies. Yeah. Um, they are the plan was to create um, two more to make it a trilogy, but when they they pushed the movie from 2012 to 2013 release, they actually rewrote the ending and just re- changed it up a bit. So it's it's not they kind of have to go back to the drawing board for the other two, but there are two more coming, uh, and I'm is- gonna go see them. I like I'm I was I really liked it. You know, this does seem a departure from what you traditionally see in the whole zombie genre. I mean, you think of like Walking Dead and the types of zombies you see there. It is a shambling zombie. And this is kind of traditionally what's been portrayed. But here we have uh, some insanely fast zombies. Do we, uh, I mean, I don't know a lot about zombies uh, lore, but do we have any other precedents for this in zombie lore of fast moving zombies? The remake of, I guess it was Dawn of the Dead back in 04, I think they made the zombies more fast moving. Yeah. Did, did, um, are the Resident Evil zombies, or if they're really zombies, are they kind of fast moving? I want to say they are, but maybe I don't not. know. Has anybody watched those? Oh, I do. Aww. Oh, I do. <laughs> not for the zombies, mind you, <laughs> but for the, the heroin. All right. I'll give you that. I've been, you know, drooling over Henry Cavill. You yeah, can yeah, have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think um, I'm glad to hear like, your assessment, too, uh, Em, that this is a pretty serious look at a zombie film and it's not so campy. I like that. Mm-hmm. So and I, I understand why he's the ending. He was a little like, eh. I, I read I read today what, what the ending was supposed to be and having seen the actual ending, I like the actual ending. The other one would have been all like muscle and blow up and buildings and err. And this was, this was, it's like what I, I ha, how I mentioned on the other show, it's smarter. It's a little bit more contemplative. It's a little bit more, let's use our brains instead of bronze to fight the evil critter. Mm. Yeah. Well, and Snow White and the Huntsman, if you haven't seen it, it is a good flick. I did enjoy that movie. So good. Did you see it? Um, so good. Oh, I it was. Uh, it, it was good, you know, and it was one of those movies I looked at and said, ah, am I going to enjoy this? And and it was really enjoyable. Who's the who's the guy actor in it? Christopher Hemsworth. What? Hemsworth. Oh, Helmsworth. Yeah. Thor, dude. So, yeah, I know. So so Thor's in it, right? And I said, I got to see this movie. So it was on my Netflix queue. I ran it, watched it, loved it. It was surprisingly good. And I'm glad to hear that he had a lot of friends that were in it. So, or a few friends that were in it. So that's kind of. I wasn't going to watch it because I am very, I'm not a Twilight person and I wasn't 
convinced that um, I forget her name was was going to deliver. It kind of like I just didn't think she could do it because I the, the first twenty minutes of Twilight I walked out of the theater. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I've only ever watched the first one, and that's because she, they showed it in school. So she was a badass. She was great. Oh yeah, she was. She was a badass. Oh yeah, that, that it's a real good. Miles, you haven't seen it yet. It's one, it's, it's one you should rent. Okay. You, you should rent. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're totally going to gang up on you until you see it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay. That's right. That's right. He's been trying to gang up on me to see Big Bang Theory. I haven't watched it yet. So. Well, I don't know why you haven't. That's uh, another show because, yeah. ugh. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Carl uh, posted on our uh, on our website. He said, he, this is how, remember how we talked about when we did the uh, Star Trek review show that we did and, you know, Troy hopped on and gave, you know, the top 12 movies in his order. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So Carl submitted his top 12 and he didn't get any rationale for it, but this is what he listed as his top 12 films in his order. Mm-hmm. And so here's the way they break down. Number one was Wrath Khan. Two was Star Trek 09. Three, Star Trek, the motion picture. Four, The Voyage Home. Five, Into Darkness. Six, The Undiscovered Country. Seven, The Search for Spock. Eight, First Contact. Nine, Generations. Ten, Nemesis. Eleven, Insurrection. And twelve, The Final Frontier. Hmm. What does he have against Picard? <laughs> Why, are they all down at the bottom? Yeah. Yes. All the next-gen movies are towards the... And maybe he just wasn't a fan of the next-gen series. It's but. Riker's beard. It's always Riker's beard. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Uh, the Wheaton curse. The Wheaton curse. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we love you, all Wheaton. But, uh, you know, he does kind of, uh, you know, top five, he has the newest movies in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, And, of course, no surprise, really, that Wrath is at the top. Wrath of Khan is very often a favorite of... Yeah, Star Trek fans for their yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk Under the Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not watch it. Em, you did not watch it, right? No. Okay, but we're gonna talk about it here and uh, spoil it a little. Is that okay, Em? No. <laughs> yes, of course. It's totally okay. fine. All right. So I, I don't get caught up by spoilers a lot, but um, but so tell me, uh, you watched just last night. Tell me about your impressions and let's get a listen let's get into some of the listener feedback okay so i i've i've been here about this show for months at first i wasn't necessarily wowed by it and like i, I said, mean stephen king right so if you're not into king you're kind of like <laughs> saying you know why do i why do i really care about the show mm-hmm. but hearing more about it and i just said okay I'll, I'll, I'll at least check out the first uh the first episode and i was very impressed with it it um you know it's what what what's interesting is like a lot of the characters, as we talked about in, in, in the main show, was that the bad guys are us. Um, a lot of the people on this show, you're just not sure, are they going to um, be better? Is this, is this going to elevate them, or are they going to continue a dark path that they're already on? Um, if we're going to talk about spoilers, one has this one guy, he's a, he's a hired assassin, ex-military. You see him burying a body. Um, and you, 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 but he ends up playing a sort of prominent role in this, um, in this, he, he seems to, um, he, you know, for, for, for an assassin and murderer for hire, you know, he has some redemptive qualities about him. Um, we'll see if that continues on. Um, you see a cow get cut in half, um, you know, from, you know, it's just split in half. So a little graphic, for, for, I thought, for TV, but it's 10 o'clock at night, so they could do that. But 
And then there's Walking Dead, right? Yeah, exactly. So, they, so, 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 yeah. But yeah, so, so the, the 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 city gets covered in the dome. Um, you you see a plane crash in the sky. You see um, a a truck, you know, that that's going the op that that's outside the dome trying to you know drive in, and it you know crashes into the dome and. Um, all, 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 there's no, there's no t- telephone, TV signals, or anything like that. If you don't have a generator, you're screwed because, the, you know, everything, you know, the dome has cut everything off, and so we haven't gotten to the hard part of yet of okay, how are we going to survive this now that we're cut off from the rest of the world? Um, you could see the outside the world, and the outside world can see you, but they can't hear you, and you can't hear them. So you would have to hold up a sign to communicate with them. Um, so you, you have people trying to deal with people who have gotten hurt in, in, in this. Um, you, you have the one guy who is, I don't know if the mayor is in the town, but the guy who is one of the councilmen, there's this independent radio station that's still, it's the only radio station that's working. He makes an announcement. He says, whatever you do, you know, stop what you're doing. You know, you're going to see my crash into this invisible wall that's out there. And... Uh, you just see people how they're coping with this whole situation and everything like that. So it's going to be a survival story. It's going to be you know seeing people with limited resources how they how they cope with it. Um, interesting characters so far. Like I mean, you have one of the more interesting characters I thought was this guy who is this murder this this assassin for hire, but he he he's done some good things during the episode. He saved some kid's life and. Um, you know, he's try- obviously trying to maintain a low profile because of what he did. And then this one reporter, she, uh, you know, he made basically made the story of why he's in town. And she says, well, you know, you have no place to, eat, you know, stay with us for the night. Well, he finds out later, he, you know, the guy he, he had, was hired to kill was her husband mm-hmm. at the end. So it's, um, you know, it, it, it's going to provide some interesting, you know, character situations. So I, I like what I saw so far. I plan on seeing the next one, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll continue to get get better. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, you aren't the only one. 13.1 million people viewed the Dome last night. That's a very respectful Sweet. number. Sweet. So that's a great number. Christmas. Wow. wow. Uh, that's a huge number for them. And, and I liked what CBS says about it. CBS guy says, you know, we have a – we like where the show is going. The producers have such a clear vision as to where the show is going. We're prepared for success. Mm-hmm. You don't you rarely hear people say that. Um, and the fact that they have a clear vision as to where it's going, that's better than some shows we watch, right? Where they seem to meander off the path after a while. Right. So they seem to have a pretty obviously tight rein on it and uh, feel good about it and a lot of listeners. So it'll be interesting to see next week if they've retained that viewership. Right. Or typically there's a little bit of a drop off. It's not yeah. quite what people are expecting. Maybe it's too graphic for them or whatever it is. But they, it'll be interesting to see if they maintain that kind of high numbers and everything. Um, what what I have to deal with is there, there's three shows Monday night that I have to deal with right now. It's <laughs> it's under you know it's under the dome. It's uh, Defiance and Warehouse 13. Right now, that, both both Defiance and Warehouse 13 only have a few more episodes to go yet. But uh, um, but till then, but till then, I have somehow fit th- three three shows in. Yeah, that, that on is Monday. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Well, our uh, listeners uh, had this to say about it, and Scott uh, Scott said, very interesting, not me, Scott, uh, so Facebook said, very interesting, I blame the Dominion. 
Miles, you want you want to read Laurie's? Laurie says, "So far, it has my interest, but for those planning on reading the book, be aware that the show has already made some big differences in just the first episode." Yeah, and I, we heard that from Arrowwood, who said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, em, do you want to read what Michael had to say? Michael Cleland, he said, I thought that it was a good, strong opening episode. They got straight into the action, even answered a few questions by the end of the episode. I was hooked. I haven't read the book to know any spoilers, but I might get it on audio, on audiobook after because I'm currently listening to Game of Thrones book one. Oh, me too. Yeah, it's good. It's a good book. So well worth listening to an audio. Mm-hmm. Jen M said, yeah, wow. Holy cow. That was gross in the beginning. Uh, I also thought it was pretty interesting. I was kind of wondering if it would cut through people too, knowing Stephen King. Uh, I'm wondering about the government. Uh, I wonder if the government has something to do with it. Nice, not to tell anyone, but to me it seems more alien, especially when the kids started chanting that chant. Even the sheriff's pacemaker exploded. Yikes. Oh, that would be gross. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Glad, awesome. Yeah. Glad. Hoping looks like that girl will hopefully get saved by next week's episode from her crazy boyfriend. Overall, pretty good episode so far. Pacemaker exploding, Miles. You didn't tell us about that. Well, I don't want to give away everything. <laughs> but that's kind of that's kind of gross. You know, and it did, as you were reading it, I was saying, you know, the, or you were telling about it, I was like, it's kind of, why should it be some sort of sick experiment, you know, from mm-hmm. someone? Right. Uh, go ahead and read what Jason had to say. Jason says, interesting. Since I'm probably going to watch this one as it is opposed to net, to on Netflix, I'm going to hope it sticks. Yeah. And do you want to read what Neil had to say, Em? Yes. Uh, Neil O says, they probably try to dig out. The dome goes 200,000 feet up in the center. It's probably a globe and goes that far under as well, question mark. I think so, too. Uh, I doubt that all the power lines going through the town were above ground. Some underground lines were probably also cut. That makes sense. Like sewer lines, power lines. Yeah. They have to be completely cut off. It's going to be a mess. What sort of radius is this? Do we know? They they haven't said how far from the center. How many miles it is or anything like that? They haven't said that yet. Well, it says the dome goes up 20,000 feet. So that would be. It's got to be the radius. Right. So 20,000 feet. IR squared. So how many uh, how many miles is that? Oh, I suck at math. Don't ask me. <laughs> Twenty thousand feet. Math is hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm, I'm really a geek, not. but I suck at math. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, so I this is one I I'm going to try and find, but I'm going to tell you, Apple, you suck because you don't have it available for me to even buy. At least you didn't as of last night. So three point seven eight seven eight eight miles. Yeah, throw there you go. Thank you. So three miles. So it's almost four mile. miles. Well, almost that's four what, miles. That's that's a twenty thousand, but we talk about the entire width. It would be like six or seven miles, right? I'll take your word for it. Times two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, about seven miles. Mm-hmm. So, so seven point eight four. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome calculators I'll stop are great. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move into Defiance real quickly. You watched Defiance, most recent Defiance, Miles, right? I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you? Uh, um, I think we did talk about this, but just refresh my memory because I have short-term memory. A squirrel. Uh, uh, Defiance, you watching it? Yes. I didn't see last night, so I, I meant to watch it today on the Hulu. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but but uh, but you're watching it and still good episode building to a climactic conclusion? It is, and um, I'm – so, I mean, I don't – I mean, if, we, if we're going to – you know, 
throw some spoilers out. I mean, it was the big thing was the wedding, you know. Right. Well, they've been building up to that. Mm-hmm. So, so they so they managed to have the wedding, but um, it wouldn't be defiance without you know something bad going down. I mean, they find this this guy who was murdered uh, seven eight years ago, and so you have a murderish mystery at the, at the beginning, and then um, Nikki, the former mayor, you have some some. Um, activity with her and um no oh, she's sinister i don't so, trust her nor, mm. nor, nor should you so <laughs> but uh so so we, we see them nikki plays a you know kind of a big part in the episode at the end right right yeah all right um uh, let's move into falling skies at all costs uh something i'm not watching but we did have some reference to this a little bit earlier but uh, you watched it and uh, liking it. I'm still liking it. Yeah, uh, we got Michael Hogan is in in, in this episode. Yeah, and, and Stephen Collins. Uh, he, he's the you know the original president. Yeah, I mean, just before the you know the invasion happened, so the pre- the president was still alive. They were just hiding right. around someplace. Yeah. Right, right. Any uh, any sign of Terry Quinn's character? No, no. So he was just in that at the end of the last season. That was it. I think they killed him off. I mean, oh, that's right. You yeah. might be right about it. I totally forget. Yeah. Short-term memory. I said it. I said it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, warehouse, <laughs> warehouse 13. I am not caught up, and uh, Em, I know you aren't caught up either, but well, what ha- this week's episode uh, continued with the goodness? We, we Yeah. We, uh, we, we saw more of uh, Polly Walker's character in this. Um, oh, I like Polly Walker. I do, too. God, Caprica. Bring mm-hmm. it on. Mm-hmm. And, and and she's not that hard on the eye either. Um, so she was in Rome too. She, oh, was, she was sinister. She was. Sally McSexy in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Um, Miles said, "Not hard on the eyes." Go not, ahead. not hard on the eyes. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that. Um, but Warehouse Thirteen is kind of moving to you know where. I, I guess it, it sort of ends in July, so yeah. it's, it, it's we need James of, Marsters back. So I, I was wondering. I mean. He's sort of an immortal, and so is Polly Walker's character, and so I wonder when we're going to see. Uh, I think we're going to see him back. So we should we should see him yeah. again soon. I think he hinted at it in like the opening trailer or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, he'll be back. Oh, yeah, oh he'll be that. back. That yeah. guy rears his ugly. Well, not really ugly. He rears <laughs> his head into every piece of sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Available. He's he's just he's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Remember watching him in Hawaii Five O. That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> totally non-sci-fi related. Um, we did get this comment, and Mike Crate had uh, commented um, uh, on. Uh, we had guess talked about how the whole J.J. Abrams Star Trek franchise and their battle with CBS and the uh, Star Trek merchandising, and about how they were wanting them to stop sale of the original series merchandising, right? And, uh, and how ludicrous that kind of was. And Mike Crate just crack. Yeah, are they smoking something? Yeah, yeah. No. Yes. Well. Uh, Apparently, J.J. was trying to smoke something, but... Get somebody to smoke something. Do you want to, uh, Miles, do you want to read this email from Mike? Sure. I can't even begin to imagine who thought removing all original series merch from the market was a good idea. Talk about stomping on nearly 50 years of devoted fan base. I did hear that a token payment was being made to prevent any current TV production of Star Trek, and that seems sensible, but I I can't see any reason why games, books, toys, etc., for both incarnations, couldn't operate in the same market unless the 2009 plus only fans are truly uh, idi- idiots or, or th- thought to be by the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they look so alike. I'm going to confuse them. Yeah. Uh, I, I okay, kinda... this 
Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no go, go ahead now. Go ahead. All right. This goes out to J.J. Abrams. Um, J.J., listen. Look, what you've done is fracking amazing. And I love the lens flares. I love the modernness. I love all of it. But um, I have one word for you. Lost. You screwed the pooch on that one. And <laughs> you have got something amazing going on. So zip it and enjoy. What you've got, the fan base is global, global. I have friends in Brazil who go to a Trek con in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and they're all dressed up. I mentioned something similar to them. Oh, you know, what's going to happen? Oh, they better keep the original stuff. Let me tell you, Paco, you better keep the original stuff. Okay. I'm not going to be happy. Love, M. And this was uh, (laughs) M's letter to J.J. Abrams on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Uh, just, yep. <laughs> I just I, I agree with just about everything M just said there. Um, uh, you know, for CBS, this is twenty million dollars a year in, in revenue for them. Who in their right mind would give that up? I mean, it's just and, and, and so you have that kind of money coming in for for sales for the merchandise from the, from original series, and you, and to alienate a fan base. I mean, you already have a fan base that's wary of what you're bringing to the table. Now, I love the new Star Trek movies myself. Uh, I, I'm, I'm totally down with, I'm down with the new timeline. Um, you know, the new enterprise has grown on me. Um, you know, I, I totally dig what you're doing, but to, um, to tell CBS, would you please not sell any original series merchandise? So, you know, when it, 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 cause it'll draw too much attention off what I'm doing. Dude, there's, there's 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 plenty for everybody if we just you know work together. Yeah, can't we all get along? No, but you know it's it, it, honestly. I mean, you look even at, when you look at original series stuff or like next gen stuff. You know, even there they had multiple action figures of the same character. Like here's mm-hmm. here's data from this episode, or here's data from season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what difference is it if you have, you know, this is Kirk from 2009 or Kirk from 2013? It doesn't seem like that would be such a far stretch. This I don't know if this is a good illustration or not, but when we go to, to Shore Leave, there's going to be booths that sell, we'll take another genre, Battlestar Galactica. You're, they're going to sell classic mm. Battlestar Galactica merchandise. Very true. You know, action figures of the characters from the classic series. They'll also sell stuff from... The, the newer series, the, re, the reimagined one, and I think the fans are—I mean, now granted, they're—they're different, you know, they—they look a little different, but there's room for both of them. Well, you even take that from superheroes. You take like the superhero action figures that came out, you know, you know, in the '80s and mm-hmm. you know '70s. There's the Silver Era, the Golden Era. Right. There's uh, and then Zorros. you have and then you have Avengers coming out, and like the ones that are modeled after the ones we just saw, you know, in the movie theater, right? Multiple incarnations. Yeah, I mean. So people are not going to be that uh, – people are not that unintelligent that you can't have all of them. And some mm-hmm. people are going to collect – the fact that you have all incarnations, they're going to want all the incarnations of it. Absolutely. I mean um, you, you mentioned you – know, I, I saw there was – they had – in one package, you, you could have an X-Men action figure of both the classic Wolverine in the yellow costume – with the mask and you saw him in just the black leather, you know, so, um, the fan fans are smarter than, than, than he's given them credit for. I, I think it was, right. a, I think it was a bonehead move on his part. I think yeah. they, they, he, is he, has he been hanging out with Lucas? 
<laughs> he must have. Well, he took over the franchise. You know where that's going to go. But. Ugh. <laughs> well, you know. I'm a little more optimistic, at least at least for Star Wars, at least. you know. So. Yeah, well, he won't have the battle with Star Wars. The, 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 the problem, I mean, now granted, you have two media conglomerates owning Star Trek. You and have, that is part of the issue. I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Paramount owns the movies. CBS owns the TV shows. So, and then you have, I guess, all the other stuff in between that, 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 I guess that that's why it becomes problematic. Yeah. It's cuckoo. It's uh, absolutely it cuckoo. Yep. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe that is about it for that'll do it for this listener feedback show. How exciting. That was yeah. fun. Oh, it was. It, it was, was great, great having you on. Yeah. yeah, it was great having you on here and it was great just to Oh, thanks of, for having me. It was kind of great just to kind of respond to what people are talking about and what they're thinking about and agreeing mm-hmm. and disagreeing sometimes. I think it's great. Listeners, we honestly, this is one of my favorite parts of doing the diet. The fact that we get to hear from you guys and interact from what you're watching, what you think about what you're watching. Uh, I think it's one of the things that makes when we do like the Star Trek review show or we do those types of shows, even Mm -hmm. the Superman show we're going to do in a couple weeks. That's what makes that show awesome. And we love hearing ourselves talk about the stuff as well, but we love hearing (laughs) from you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really what makes it. So, but um, thank you so much for being able to join us tonight. And, you know. Absolutely, my pleasure. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, uh, we will be seeing you in two weeks. In two weeks, if you go to see World War Z or any of the other films that are out there, um, or you want to comment on your TV shows, please call in at 1 508 4343 and leave your thoughts on the listener feedback line. You can also email them to us, that'd be great. And you'll get all that information when NM wraps up the show and the, as we do the show wrap up. Uh, that was kind of redundant, but I'm kind of repeating myself now. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. but uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. And M, once again, thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. Miles, Scott, thank you, boys, very, very much. Hey, you know, and one, things I, one of the things I do need from you, and we can talk about this maybe off air a little bit, is I do need a little uh, bio for, from you so I can put it on the website sometime. <gasps> I've got it! Yeah, great. So we, That's yeah. awesome. So anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Miles, why don't you take us out of here? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at one 888 508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at SciFiDinerPodcast.com or send an MP3 or typed email to SciFiDinerPodcast at gmail.com You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at Facebook.com slash SciFiDiner We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show if you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com. <laughs>